This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. I'm Tanner. Tanner, welcome back to Country Squire Radio. Good to be back. Yeah. So as uh, you may notice, those of you who are tuning in and are familiar with this uh, podcast beyond the episodes that John David is not here, uh, John David's not here. He's Uh, not. He's the uh, the normal co-host, but of course, Tanner has agreed to be part of the... uh, the John David Cold Daddy Support System Brigade. I don't know. Uh, that's good. We could get our whole little uh, yeah, acronym like for that. Cards and, and T-shirts. I think. Uh, and at this point, it's it's you and Brian Levine. So it's it's a it's a very select group of people. Wow, I'm Brian Levine. Wow. Okay. Don't, no, well, no, no. Don't be that honored. I'm, oh, like, I'm honored. Uh, have you met him? I'm trying to flatter him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Have you met him? I've not. Yeah, not he, had the privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you do, yeah, all all of the pomps and sense. It's no longer a privilege. It's just it goes out there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's what's great is and i've I've been able to do this a couple of times with uh, a few different people is i've known i've known and worked with people who when i knew them nobody else did and then they've blown up and like everybody's like oh my gosh you know this person i'm like yeah (laughs) 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 i was like i could tell you stories oh yeah and then there's other folks that like are already celebrities that are not celebrities to me personally i'm not saying brian's one of those because of course i celebrate brian as much if not more than anybody uh but but you know we've mentioned on the show brian austin green Mm -hmm. and uh and how a couple weeks uh back i was in LA for uh, live with Brian Austin Green, which is a podcast. Oh, wow, yeah. They actually, by the way, in the opening for that set, for that uh, for the show, they play the clip clip from Bagpipes from uh, <laughs> oh. him as a, a pipe yeah, <laughs> pipe shop. That's owner. incredible. And uh, anyway, but it's so wild because like there were these there was like nine no seven hundred folks showed up for that show. It was wow. massive. And uh, it was at the it was at the school where they shot nine hundred two one zero. Oh wow! Which I never watched nine hundred two one zero. But while I was sitting there helping with you know working the door and just kind of helping uh, with with everything going on, someone pointed out to me that it was also Sunnydale from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I was like, well, hang on now. <laughs> I, I do know ca- this place. Yeah, I do. I do care about that. Let me take a look at this, that, and But the weird thing is, like, you know, people like freak out about Brian. I'm like, yeah, but like. You know he's just a dude, right? He's a guy. <laughs> like, it's just something funny about that. That's how it, how it is in the shop. We've got a few local celebrities. Uh, the comedian Nali Sadiq. Yes, uh, he comes yes, in absolutely. often, and then uh, some of the Astros, Lance McCullers, one of the pitchers. He comes. Oh in. wow, yeah, yeah. And he's a lot shorter than he is on TV. So when he first started most coming baseball in, players are, yeah. I but he's a pitcher, so it should be tall. But when yeah. he came in, I was like, oh, just some regular guy, you know, chatting up with him. And then as his receipt prints out, it says Lance McCullers on. I was like, oh. Well, there, oh, you well, know. there you go. There yeah. it is. Could, could you sign this? <laughs> and could you sign this? Yeah. While you're signing the receipt, also sign this baseball. Yeah. 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 Everybody signs a baseball. We're out of paper. That's, that's how we're going to do that. That'll, that'll work just fine. But yeah, no, it's, uh, we, we saw that when I was in Memphis, actually, when, uh, cause I was there right before the Grizzlies were actually good. And I was oh. there the year that they got good because Rudy Gay broke his, either his back or his leg or something. Something. Yeah. And, uh, and we had the, the Grizzlies would come into our shop and kind of the, the shop around and that sort of thing. We'd watch them go through the mall to zero fanfare. And then like overnight they would walk into the mall and everybody would flock to them. Cause like oh, yeah. suddenly it's not just Rudy, it's the entire team. And like everybody knows. Who yeah. They are. But anyway, we're not here to talk about celebrities, man. We're here to talk about <laughs> pipes of pipe tobacco. And of course this is country squire radio. Uh, I should also mention this as well. If this is your first time listening to country squire radio. Uh, yeah. So uh, John David Cole, uh, the, the tobacconist of the country squire is, uh, is currently, 
uh, enjoying the newfound role of fatherhood. Yeah. Uh, and so we have a, a series of hosts coming in, filling up his uh, shoes and doing an excellent job with it. Tanner, of course, you are the uh, tobacconist apprentice here at a local pipe shop yep. called The Briar Shop in Houston, Texas. And uh, man, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, specifically the pipe scene here in Houston, the kind of surrounding Texas areas. But I kind of want to do that through the lens of the Briar Shop itself, because okay. this is a historic shop. Yeah, yeah. The Briar Shop, uh, we've been here uh, since 1962, I believe, is when it first opened its doors. Um, so it's been around in the city for a long time. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, it was the first ever all-female owned and operated tobacconist in the United States. Yeah. Now, this is this is so interesting because, you know, in, in a industry that is kind of seen as pretty much a boys club or very yeah. much kind of with a male focus, uh, that is true for the Briar Shop. And also, you know, the Country Squire had its, its stint where it was female owned and operated for the majority of its lifespan, I want to say. J- John David could be here to correct me my math, but uh, with uh, with Miss Reeves specifically being the owner operator. Yeah. But uh, but for y'all, it, it wasn't just one one lady at the helm. Y'all actually had a, a team. Yeah, so it was um so so the the lady who founded it her name was uh, Miss Alice uh, Amison. Uh she had a little candy stand inside of a pharmacy in downtown Houston and uh she just noticed that different customers were coming in asking a lot for tobacco products and stuff and that particular pharmacy I guess didn't sell any and so she was like, "Well, you know what? I'm going to I most most people were going to the candy stand. Uh, I want to get the I got to get the tobacco taste out of my mouth. Let me get some candy. But most of like, no, I want to get the candy taste out of my mouth. Where can I get my pipe? Yeah, tobacco? yeah. And so <laughs> she noticed that, and so she went and a really famous lawyer here in town, uh, Racehorse Haynes, yeah. loaned her five hundred dollars, and that's how it all started. Man, what a great! Uh, so so she uh, was she still kind of starting directly out of cart or did she get a retail yeah location? she she had a, kind of a small little booth space there um some counter space that that was hers and then uh, eventually she got got her own space uh where the medical district is now um and she was there for 20 some odd years before we we're in the location right now um and but yeah and so she she had all female staff her daughters uh worked for her uh, for a, quite a long time, and 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 she just had other ladies who who she hired, and and finally, um, when when Miss Alice uh, passed away, her her uh, her daughters ran it, and then and eventually uh, now um, her grand her grandchildren run it now. So uh, Bill and uh, and uh, Diane, they they are the the proprietors now of the shop, and so stayed in the same family, been the same family for. For its whole its whole run, how about that? Three generations. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And of course, this uh, the shop has grown quite a bit. Now, the current location that it's at at the moment was after moving from the counter. Was that the kind of the main location, or have they moved around a couple times? So, so this is the, the second location after the origin. So, okay. So they were in the, the medical district, uh, and they they got kicked out of there because they were about to level the building and build a parking garage. Um, and now I don't even think it's a parking garage anymore. I think there's an actual it's hospital, a pipe tobacco shop. Oh, hospital yeah, on it. And <laughs> that'd be great. If it was full, again, that'd full be good. Circle, how about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh but and so they they moved to this location. Um and so this is where it's been for the longest stint of time, twenty seven years in this in this location. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So she uh so they opened up this location that it's at right now. Um it has grown and it's interesting because if you walk through the doors at the briar shop 
you know, uh, last episode we joked about your your friend, the archivist, archivist, <laughs> archivist who yes. should open up a museum. But to some extent, I mean, the shop almost exists as a museum. There's so much memorabilia. It really and is. Pro- like, product notwithstanding, there's just so much that's captured there yeah. uh, on the walls and shelves. Can you kind of talk about some of the... Uh, the 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 um uh, the relics that are on display. Yeah, so we've got quite a few relics. We've got um, Miss uh, Miss Alice's uh, her own uh, uh, pipe, her Mearsham Eagle Claw pipe that Man. she would smoke. Yeah, yeah, it's got a beautiful patina on it. Gosh. Wow. Uh, Could you yeah. imagine having like your grandmother's, I guess, the, do they have kids, the current owners? They have. Kids? Uh, they do. So your great grandmother's pipe up there on the wall. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. And we have customers all the time. How, can I buy that one? It's so beautiful. Yeah. And we're like, oh no, that one is, that's <laughs> off It's not for sale ever. Um, and, and so we've also got um, a big kind of, not a photo wall, but one of our kind of um, cabinet spaces. We've got uh, photos in from just different events throughout the year. So yeah. you can really kind of look back in time at, at how the shop, how the shop was, uh, was run for, for so long, you know, people having fancy parties and stuff. It's, it's really neat to see. And we've got, um, a bunch of newspaper, different art, newspaper articles. Uh, in fact, uh, I don't know how long ago this was. I think it was in the nineties. Uh, the Houston Chronicle did a huge, article on miss alice yeah. about how she started um and so it just details her whole story to, to where the shop was then in the 90s um and so it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing you know different uh different things in in the shop old tobacco cutters um you know the kind of lever kind for cutting plugs um old pipe racks in there just dusty dust covered stuff <laughs> that you cannot find anymore yeah that you can't find anymore now with um, you know, it being around so long, are there blends that have stood the test of time? Are there any particular blends, for example, that, that she herself came up with? There are. There's, um, there's, a, was some of the blends have since themselves been replaced by Lane products. Yeah. I would imagine it's too with the availability of certain recipes and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but one of, one of the earliest blends that I know of, um, is accountant, uh, which has since been, uh, replaced by, by a Lane product, but it was, uh, it was just a blend of um, uh, vanilla-flavored uh, Virginia tobacco and uh, black Cavendish, and that's been uh, one of our most popular blends. And occasionally we'll have customers who want the old blend of the old way. They don't want the, mm. the other variant. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And do you, I, mean, I would imagine, I mean, I know you're an apprentice, but have they taught you both ways? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a very fairly simple blend. So okay. we've got all the recipe cards and and everything. Isn't that interesting? Because I feel like <clears throat> you know, I mean, part of the the nature of more the modern tobacconist is finding all of these different nuances to really mm-hmm. kind of call it your own a pinch of this or you know this right. kind of you know slight percentage to to make it your own. But when you go back to the classics, it's all like, oh, it's fairly simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when you're getting back to some of those older, well, one of those blends. Um, a customer came up with that's he's been at the shop gosh probably since the original occasion yeah um but he's got a blend there uh called blend 101 and it is the most complex blend that that we have really in the shop. it requires so much different so many different things and we've recently been having to figure out how to kind of re-blend it because of loss of some of the tobaccos sure, yeah. um so that blend is is super super complex all the way down to some blend that's just two different tobaccos right. mixed together it, it can be really kind of diverse range in there well the great thing about the briar shop is of course you know as any tobacconist that you're going to find 
across uh, across Texas, across the country. You've got an excellent cigar humidor. Um, mm-hmm. Great, great, uh, great options there. But y'all are very much a pipe shop. You're oh, not yeah. exclusively a pipe shop, but you are very much a pipe shop. Very much a pipe shop. Pipe shop. Um, I, for as long as it's it's been open, it's been the briar shop. You know, so yeah. pipe pipes first and foremost. Um, and and we've seen the tides uh, shift, you know, from from pipes to cigars, and and pipes has picked up a, a big renaissance. Though I mean, um, not a day goes by that that I don't at least sell someone a corncob pipe at the shop. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, pipe smoking. It's really picked up, and I've noticed it just from from being a customer there to to working there. It's really picked up, and it's younger people, um, you know, in their their twenties. Uh, who are just interested in it. You know, their grandfather smoked it, and they're just trying to find some sort of connection, something that lasts, you know. Um, and and they, they, they just want to learn how to smoke. And, you know, sometimes I don't see them ever again. Sometimes they, they, keep, they keep with it. But, um, but it's, been, it's, been, it's been, pipes have been picking back up in a, in a big way. Uh, last year we were the number one, um, Oh, I can't think of what it is. Uh, increase in sales of of uh, uh, seven Ladizi products, Ladizi pipes. Wow. We, we outdid uh, Yvonne Rees, and they're way bigger than we we ever thought yeah. about being. Well, I'm I'm kind of curious. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, with Houston being such kind of a, it's an international town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know, I I uh, I, I kind of you know, I was with uh, my wife in in New York City recently, and we were talking about how New York was kind of the gateway to the country. Well, if you think about it. Houston is really the gateway to the world because we got NASA right here. The aliens are going to come here first. Yeah, they're coming here first. Yeah. So I mean, like, so literally, but but in the meantime, before the uh, the space aliens get here, we've got we've got folks from all over the country over. established here. Uh, so many great um, uh, foods and and flavors all yeah. coming together, and and all different kind of desires in terms of what you're looking for out of those kind of flavor profiles. Oh, yeah. What is it like to try to? I guess accommodate different folks from different areas who are, you know, maybe accustomed to, you know, more of kind of an Asian style of, of pipe or, or, you know, more of a, a English style of, of pipe tobacco. Like, you know, do y'all, do y'all have to go out of your way to, to increase that? Or do you find that, that y'all already have such a large amount of product that you're able to pretty much satisfy anybody who walks through the door? It's, it's kind of both. We yeah. we're always very mindful of, you know, customers who could, could, what they could potentially want from from different you know regions uh, of of the world really and and so we've got you know uh, bamboo pipes for the guys who want a bamboo pipe we've got the big pipes for the guys who want to smoke the the really big you yeah. know magnums um, uh, and so it's just trying to be mindful of of the trends that that you notice and and just try to fill the gap but also just just to have. We like to keep the the shelves and the walls full of pipes, so when people come in, you know, it's an it's an experience for them. It's yes. like a wow, this place, <laughs> it's a pipe shop. You know, this reminds me of something I've seen in a movie before. You know, it, it's a uh, it's that wow factor that that you really like to to give to give the customer. Well, that's good, man. No, I, I remember, you know, obviously John David uh, grew up in this area, and so uh, when I when I mentioned that I was going to uh, Houston. You know, he was very excited because of the fact the Briar Shop was here. He's like, "You got to check it out. Those guys are amazing." You know, I think, um, I, you know, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I feel like I've heard him kind of express that he's always kind of seen the Briar Shop and Country Squire as kind of like cousins from across the yeah. way, with that kind of you know strong pipe focus. Right. And uh, and there's just a there's a level of 
customer service that we love to brag about whenever we see it in shops. And the Briar shop certainly has that. It's not one of these shops you're going to walk in and feel like you interrupted something. Like there'll be different meetings going on, but it, there's this livelihood. Right. You know what I mean? There's oh, yeah. life in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. We try to make everyone feel special, especially, you know, you can always tell when someone comes in and they don't want to be talked to. Right. They come in and their head's down. They're just beelining for the humidor in there, out of there. <laughs> right, um, right, right. But if they start spinning a little bit longer than probably 10 seconds in the humidor, then I know they probably need some help. They and need some help. They yeah. need some help. And, and you know, I, it's just people when they, as they walk in the door, Hey, how's it going? You know, and they come right up the pipe counter and sit down and, you know, it's just so it's such a laid back atmosphere. People really don't have any guards up when they, when they come into the yeah. shop. And, and so it's, you know, five second in and out could have turned into, <laughs> you know, a two hour uh, ordeal for you, but right. it's just the nature of it, you know? So with kind of your unique seat, uh, being behind the counter and seeing the different folks come in, you're also able to kind of observe the community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Briar shop is a known shop in the area. I've actually gotten a chance to, uh, you know, as I've met different people in Houston and, uh, you know, like, Oh wait, you, you like, cigar- you know, you like scars too. Oh, you like pipes too. Like everyone is aware of the mm-hmm. Briar shop. It's an institution. Mm-hmm. And so you've got kind of a, a unique position to see the growth of the pipe community here in Texas. Yeah. State of the Texan pipe community. I'm, I'm putting you on the, on the podium, so to speak. How, what, where would you say, uh, I know, and I, I say Texan, I realize we're really kind of mostly talking about Houston. Houston is not Texas. Texas is not Houston. Dallas is not Texas and Texas is not Dallas. Although Dallas is kind of Texas. And, and Austin Texas. is California. Yeah, Austin is completely, you know, it's, it's Austin. <laughs> uh, but from a, from a Houstoners standpoint, uh, Houstonite. Houstonian. Houstonian. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, let's let's get a <laughs> historic pr- perspective. <laughs> where where do you see the the pipe uh, pipe culture here here in the local areas? Uh, you know, it's it's really funny. I almost I rarely run into anyone else smoking a pipe when I'm when I'm out and about. There's a few places around town uh, that I've encountered pipe smokers pretty regularly, um, but I think a lot of that, you know, seeing not seeing people smoking out and about just stems from, I mean, a lot of places don't let you smoke, period, outside, even sure. on their patios anymore. And so this kind of bugaboo idea uh, that a lot of us in the pipe community have of not seeing anyone else smoking a pipe. It's kind of like, well, where else are they allowed to smoke, right. smoke their pipe? Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a pub here in town uh, that I, that I really enjoy, but they'll let you smoke cigarettes outside on their patio, but no cigars or pipes. That may, See it. Listen, if I ever owned a pub, I've thought about this many of times. Like I would allow pipe smoking and probably cigar smoking to certain uh, customers. But like for the most part, like there would be, I would ban cigarettes, but I would only allow pipes and cigars. Yeah, I mean, it's a pub for crying out loud. I know, like cigarette, like cigarette. The smell of I, I don't want to like like I don't want to get on a on a soapbox here, but I will say <laughs> there is two. If if your mindset is thinking about a a communal environment, right? So the right. idea is that somebody else is there, uh, and what they're going to walk away with. Walking out with the stench of cigarette versus walking out with the stench of of you know pipe tobacco everybody's going to choose pipe tobacco like a thousand times out of a thousand. Yeah. I've told the story before, but when I was in Austin at, uh, at the, um, Briarworks pipe show out there, uh, (laughs) I was sitting down bunch of older dudes, all smoking cigars. I whip out my pipe. I'm smoking some sort of like Christmas vanilla blend from, I I don't even remember who. (laughs) And, and as soon as I light it up, everybody turns to me and just says, that smells amazing. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is these hardcore cigar smokers, and like immediately, like we just start this conversation because the smells take them back it's, to like these all these wonderful memories. It's basically, you've you've opened up a, a can of Febreze that smells like the past. Right. Whenever you're smoking a pipe, no one's gonna complain about that. I've never had it, a single person. Which complain. which which pub is this? Out of curiosity. I won't say it on the show, but okay, I'll tell you. Okay, after, right, I'll right. tell you after the show. It's not the Richmond Arms, is it? No, okay. it's not the Richmond Arms. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. I want to. I want to make sure because I really like that pub, and I don't want to not like. That. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> no. All right, right on. Well, but, okay. So, but back to the state of yeah. affairs um, of the pipe culture. I've seen it really honestly growing. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of young people. We're positioned right next to one of the most prestigious universities in in the country, Rice yeah. University, and uh, a lot of a lot of young people coming in. Uh, to to just learn about pipe smoking and a lot of cigarette uh, customers, we really try to transition them out of that. So um, we we one of the easiest way to do this is we get them to start rolling their own cigarettes. Sure. And then now once they start really appreciating the tobacco that they're smoking, move them over into pipe smoking. That's a that's a good path. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 been quite effective. Now the the Houston Pipe Club here as well is mm-hmm. very it's very active very active monthly meetings uh, great crowds I haven't been the last one because I've been fighting off this like sickness that just will <laughs> not go away <laughs> but uh, but I, I love I love the group here how long have you been part of the uh, the Pipe Club here I've been going to the Pipe Club um, geez for about two years but I I rarely get to go because uh, my work schedule had been sure. that I was closing on Friday nights. Pipe club meetings are on Friday nights, so I had not been able to go. But now that I've adjusted my schedule, I've been able to go with a lot more frequency. Um, and it's a great group. And I mean, we've got Mike Butera himself as a member of the Pipe Club, yeah. and so that's that's pipe carving royalty. That's royalty. I mean, like you you see it when you walk in walk in the door and everything. He's he's got his uh. uh entourage around yeah. him and everything oh, yeah. and if <laughs> i've noticed that when he gets up like other people kind of get up around him and everything yeah like, there's, yeah there's a group of older guys there who um who are big time collectors in the industry and and they're well known i mean i've found uh on ebay you know books of uh of um just pipe smoking ephemera and stuff and they'll have uh business cards you know and their business cards are always in in those books because people they they just have collections that would blow you blow right. you away it's interesting because he and i had gotten a, a bit of a discussion the first time I, I was there at the pipe club do you recall this yeah, yeah yeah i do so it was interesting because as we were discussing uh this particular thing which i i, I won't mention on the show because i'm hoping john dave and i have talked about wanting to kind of go in on this very touchy subject oh it's a touchy subject yeah <laughs> but uh but as we were i don't want to say debating but but sharing our strong views yes uh I noticed that like people were starting to kind of gather around and I realized that I'm sitting here talking to this Titan of the industry and I, to, to, to many folks kind of represent a younger voice than, yes. than, than his. And so it was this interesting thing that I kind of wanted it to end because I really did not want to walk away from that. Like with the impression that I was trying to disrespect him, which I absolutely was not. Yeah, no. And because uh, it is one of these things where you know the man has such a huge history in the industry, has such great. I mean, like even just sharing back and forth in terms of kind of where marketing was for pipe oh, yeah. tobacco back in his day, and you know the way the industry worked back then and everything. Right. Just great wealth of information and uh, and a great guy. But yeah, we we started having that conversation. And I did. I mean, like, I just, cause I'm short too. So, and he was sitting down, I was short. So we were on the same level and like people were, were just kind of standing up around us and gathering around. I'm like, 
I, this is not supposed to be a spectacle like right now. This <laughs> right. is just a discussion. <laughs> right. But yeah, anyway, that being said, at some it, point we're going to we're going to bring that up that very touchy issue on, needs, on the show in the future. <laughs> I think that needs to be done. But yeah, so the but that's the thing, man. It's a great group of guys that it are is. here. Uh, that that are very active. You know, we we talk to people around the country all the time that are looking for you know how to how to establish that, and we'll we'll talk about that more a little bit. But um, but it's something that's just that just seems to have happened naturally here in Houston. But is that the case? I mean, as you mentioned, you got connected with the Pipe Club about two years ago. Mm-hmm. But how did you even find it? Like, were you was it just from a matter of being at the shop, working through the shop, or or just being a it fan? It was just being at the shop. So there was an another pipe shop here in town um uh near where the pipe club meets now because they don't they don't meet at the briar shop uh we're not we're honestly just not big enough to to have uh that many guys in the shop and so uh, uh they meet at a, at a shop called stogie's but there was another pipe shop in town where the pipe club had traditionally met uh for for since its inception and uh when they closed down they moved there, and, and I found out about the Pipe Club through through my coworker Austin. Um, he's he's been regular at the Pipe Club, I guess, ever since he's found out about it, and and so uh, that's that's where we've been going. A lot of people ask, you know, why don't why don't you, the Pipe Club meet at the Briar Shop? And it's honestly it's just because of of, of the yeah. size and space. You know, we got we've got a large group of cigar guys, um, and we've got a pretty good there's a really large group of pipe guys especially when it comes to pipe club time and and it's just not enough room in in the space for it well you know the great thing is (laughs) i say great thing i I mean i think it is when when you have a pipe gathering for a pipe club you have to not just accommodate for the individuals you have to accommodate for their bags their bags because they like everybody brings their their you know their uh lunch boxes or their their uh tackle boxes oh, yeah. or their leather bounds perfectly like suited you know whatever yeah. it may be and i mean there is some strong strong like representation at the at the oh club. yes uh it's not you i think it's someone else who brings the the uh the uh, makeup case yeah, that's uh, his name's Lane. Lane, Lane's mm-hmm. rocking the makeup case, and it is decked out. Yep, not with makeup, with like with <laughs> pipes of pipe pipes tobacco. Pipes tobacco. There's a uh, camera, old uh, Pelican case, uh, camera uh, boxes that people bring. Yeah, that thing is um, awesome. Yeah. Austin, he carries around an old doctor's bag. Like it's so cool. Like like it. It's one of the the things that you see in a lot of different pipe clubs. But not like everybody wants to show off their brand new pipe or everybody uh-huh. wants to show off like whatever their their favorite pipe is, their expensive pipe, that sort of thing. Uh, but then like there's this whole other element to it of everybody has yep. different means of carrying all this stuff. Right. And maybe it's because we're in Texas. But like I feel like the showing out at the Texas uh, Pipe Club or at the Houston Pipe Club meetings is a little bit. And this is no disrespect to my friends back in Jackson. You know, I love and miss all of y'all. <laughs> but like these people represent like Tanner's like he's got like this massive case next to him yeah. right now. Yeah, it's like I, a huge leather bound thing from like some uh, some some New York Times journalist thing from like 100 years ago. Oh, yeah. it's a, a We got the story. We got the typewriter right here. Yeah, you know? right here. <laughs> yeah, it's a Gladstone bag I picked up in uh, in. Uh, uh, Budapest. It's epic. It's uh, it is epic, but it's it's large because it can hold my computer, a book in there, uh, my note, my notebook, and and my my pipes yeah. and everything. And so I just it's 
it's mostly for work purposes and it smells like pipes and pipe tobacco <laughs> now. So that's what it's relegated to. But Many of us can relate to that. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. Now that's awesome, man. All right. Well, very cool. So, so ultimately the Houston community is pretty strong when it comes to quite strong, food. Yeah, quite strong and, and, and growing every day. You know, I, I always try to, to be sure that, you know, that's one of my main goals at work at the shop is just to, you know, I want this community to continue to grow, to get stronger and the best way to do that is to give them a good experience and a good first experience smoking a pipe too. And and so that's 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 where we are. I mean, it's uh, a lot of young young people in in the Houston pipe uh, community. Um, you know, you've got your older guys, you've got your Mike Buteras and your Lanes, but you've you know, um, mostly everyone's r- right around that forty and and to to twenty three years old kind yeah. of range. Um, and we've got young guys. Unfortunately, the Texas Texas just passed laws. You can only be you have to be 21 in order to smoke now, or even to enter a uh, an establishment that's that's a uh, specifically for tobacco. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I so, probably should know that living here now, but it's it'll, it'll be a long time before my kids are even. <laughs> yeah, so you, so they your children can't even be accompanied into one anymore. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, the kids cannot. Not until in. 21. Yeah. So if you're 18 years old, you can't go. Interesting. Nope. Even even if you're accompanied. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that, but that is specific to Texas. Specific to Texas. And there's a grandfather clause. So if you were born before uh, September 1st, um, 2001, then you've grandfathered in. You can still do it. And gotcha. if you're going into the military, say you just turned 18, you're going to the military, there's an exemption for you as well. Yeah. As, as well as alcohol and pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. yeah. like, thank you for serving your country. Here, here, what else did you need? Yes. <laughs> like, take whatever you would like. Whatever you need. Well, that's uh, that's really interesting. Okay, well, good deal. So, despite that, though, the like you say, there is a, a diversity of age in yeah in the Texas diversity uh, of age, diversity of of cultures too. I mean, we're we're the most culturally diverse city in the U.S. Now yeah. we've passed up New York City. Uh, we have either passed or are soon to surpass Chicago as the third largest city in Take the U.S. That, Chicago. So, um, with that, you know the the pipe community is really reflective of that um, of the of the change. You know, is at the pipe shop. You know, we'll have Christians, you know, uh, Muslims, Hindus, uh, atheists, white, black, yellow, brown, you know, just just all at the shop, at, you know, and it's it's great. You know, Houston, everyone kind of thinks of of Texas as kind of being, uh, you know, the stigma on, on the south. But but Houston is just honestly, people don't people don't believe it until they experience it. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's one of the things that I've appreciated the most being here is just the, the, uh, kind of the, the true melting pot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they say that, uh, you know, America is ideally at its, at its best when it right. is a melting pot, well, Houston is that melting right. pot. Well, and in the country right now experiencing so much racial tensions that Houston really is just kind of. It's the, it's this outlier, well, man. So, uh, with, with kind of the, uh, you know, I do want to kind of make mention of this. If people want to get more information about the Houston pipe club, uh, what's the best way to reach out? Uh, the best way to reach out is, um, I believe, they're going online. Uh, Houston Pipe Club, uh, I think there's a Facebook page. Facebook page. There's also an email distribution list as well. Yeah, yeah. And so just uh, get on the Facebook page and then uh, shoot them a message. Um, and uh, and you can get you put yourself on the email list and they'll send you out an email reminding you of when meetings are, uh, different little updates and stuff like that just going on. And, and uh, yeah, that's honestly, that's, that's how to do it. All right. Well, good deal. You know, uh, another way to do things the right way 
is by enjoying a good pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Missouri Meerschaum. Yeah. So, you know, like last week, I talked about my favorite pipe with the country gentleman. What, what's your favorite uh, My pipe? favorite uh, Missouri Meerschaum is the Mark Twain. Yo, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that just kind of uh, canonical shape that... Uh, <laughs> Cylindrical? Canonical. It's a cone. It's a, a canonical. Okay. I didn't know that canonical was the right phraseology for... I for think it may be. Cone. Conical. Cornucopical, anyway. So the Anyways, it does resemble a cornucopia. <laughs> you can put a cornucopia of tobacco inside of it. That's true. That's for sure. It's got a really generous bowl, um, and just that that shape of it. It's very comfortable to hold in your hand. Yeah. And I like it to have that bent, the bent uh, version of it, and uh, that's that's my favorite. The nice thick walls, um, and that's just just feel like you're smoking a substantial just pipe you know that's right it can take the heat it can take a nice good bowl of uh, tobacco as well and of course if you've got a mark twain be sure to smoke it this week take a picture of yourself doing so tweet it out to us we'd love to retweet it out to let the good folks at missouri mission know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show pipe question of the week all right man the pipe question of the week is kind of carrying his piggybacking if you will off of the uh the topic and that is, how do you cultivate pipe community in your own hometown? Now, we here at Country Square Radio have actually done episodes kind of centric to this, but I think you bring some unique perspective because you're someone who has seen all of these different kind of groups coming together, yeah. uh, the, the local pipe shop being a meeting place for different folks uh, to kind of come together. So, so what are kind of some best practices that you've observed in people who are creating community within their pipe community? I think... From my experience, it it's really happened organically. But I think if you're if you're setting out to intentionally uh, do it, I think honestly the best way to do it is is find the other pipe smokers if you if you know of them or if you don't know of them. Um, just start being out in public smoking your pipe. Someone's gonna approach you sooner or later. Be at a place where there's other people. Learn to start meeting people. And don't don't be afraid to to teach somebody to smoke a pipe. You know, some of the yeah. uh, the best way to build something is from the ground up, and and you've got to you know maybe it just teach takes teaching someone else how to how to do it, and and multiply that way uh, to get a community growing. And and I think the best thing that's helped uh, kind of our little community we've got going at the shop is just being generous. You know, everyone always is going to be open to to share uh, something, whether that's their tobacco, alcohol. Uh, whatever it is, food, um, just just be have a willingness to to share and not be too gritty about that uh, that tin of uh, Frog Morton you've got holding on to. Well, hey, 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 now I don't I don't know that I can I can sign <laughs> off on that. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I'm just kidding. I've had very generous <laughs> listeners of the show who have graciously given me full things of Frog Morton. So I, I, I yes, that is a very good thing yeah. to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. (laughs) It is because of that level of generosity. I think that's that's what will uh, really, really build people around. around That's that's good. So, um, you know, with, uh, you know, you know, with a lot of folks kind of reaching out to, to the show, um, kind of wishing that they had a briar shop or wishing that they had a country squire in their hometown. But the reality is not really having that. Right. What would you recommend to them? I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing to be at that pipe shop and be that individual who's out, you know, like somebody walks to the door, Hey, let me show you, let me help you out. You know, uh, you just bought that pipe, you know, come sit with us. We'll, we'll teach you. What if you don't have that space? What if they're actually doing their shopping or finding their first, uh, uh, pipe or, or tobaccos online? Well, then I think, I think there's great resources for that online. You've got the YouTube pipe community. It's going pretty strong. 
Um, you've got uh, the Pipe uh, Tobacco subreddit and uh, different other uh, pipe smoking forums, the Speakeasy Club that kind of branched off of uh, off of the Pipe Smoking subreddit. And, uh, you know, there's people on there from all over the world. And that's really, if there's another pipe smoker out there and they're doing the same thing you're doing, they're going to be there. And so you'll find, you'll find them. And maybe you, through that is a there's a way that you can build community. You know, maybe open up your, your backyard, your patio, you know, one night a month or something and, and do a little, create a little get together yourself. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, those channels, you know, if, if you're going to YouTube, for example, uh, and connecting with those folks on, on YouTube, those other people in your hometown are doing the exact same thing. Yep, yep. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of creating content for your local community. Uh, back in Jackson, we did a lot of different, you know, locally focused podcasts and, uh, really kind of supported people who were doing mm-hmm. locally focused stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe it is, uh, you know, a hometown, uh, pipe smoker blog.com or whatever it may be, but putting that out there and yep. starting it there. I've had, there's been a lot of folks who've mentioned like, Oh, you know, I reached out to some guys at church or whatever. And, and, you know, we were like, Oh, we're all going to meet on, you know, so-and-so's porch once a month. And then only two people came and they say that as if it's a bad thing. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Dude, that's the beginning right there. Like that, that's good. Like if you can get those first few folks together, even if it is just you and two other dudes, like that's, that's the beginning of something right there. Right. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people get discouraged because early on there's not this like wealth of, of interest around it. Right. And you have to almost kind of like prove the concept. And this is just universally true of anything. You have to kind of build something from the ground up and uh, so don't be discouraged if it's just you and, and two friends you would have been hanging out with anyway. Like, this is just the beginning. Right. And you could each kind of bring a friend if you want to, or you could just enjoy y'all small, small group company. But that's going to be what's going to build, 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 build over yep. time. And as long as it stays, as long as it's that small group, put yourself out in public where people will see you and spark some lunting. interest. Lunting. Hashtag lunting, yeah, lunting. man. <laughs> lunting. Get out, walk around, walk your dog, smoke your pipe. That's good, man. I love it. Well, hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send those into the show. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire, Quest Jones! Ow! You did it! You did the thing! Yeah, I did All the right. thing. Good. I just felt like I'm here. Might that as well. That was good. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> All right. So uh, last week, uh, last time you were on, man, we uh, we asked the question of Mess With Texas, uh, and you said no, as, as any proper Texan would. Yeah, you don't mess with Texas. I said yes, because this next uh, series of quick fire questions I've got for you is the theme is messing with Texas. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. So here we go. 
Dallas or Austin? Dallas. Really? Are you originally from Dallas? I'm originally originally from Port Arthur. Okay. So, but why Dallas? I no true Texan likes Austin. What? See, this is why I'm a Mississippian living in Texas. I love Austin. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. But I feel like them's fighting Texans words. don't live in Austin. Austin, you know that Californians like, live in Austin. You know that like our largest percentage of listeners come from Austin. They're right? probably not native though. <laughs> well, that's probably true of most people in Houston as well. All right, cool. So Dallas, I'm going to say Austin uh, because I'm not a true Texan. Apparently. <laughs> all right, next up. And I realize, and I, I, I'm about to say this, and everybody knows I'm not the sports guy, and I'm not like comparing these. I realize these are two different sports, but when it comes to representing Houston, okay. all right, Astros or Rockets? Astros. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Are you a baseball guy? I am. Okay, gotcha. I mean, like, Houston, Houston's pretty good about showing up for any of the teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Houston's got good fans, good fans. I'm going to go with Rockets. I just, I can't get into baseball, man. I've tried and tried and tried. It's too much math. It's too much uh, yeah but no it's good all right so barbecue or chili barbecue yeah which which kind of barbecue which kind of barbecue yeah i mean like is it brisket you're going ribs what do you, what do you brisket brisket barbecue okay brisket. salt pepper i'm gonna i'm right there with you 100 percent. no sauce no sauce all right <laughs> fill in this word all right this is gonna be like you have to this is kind of a weird one i'm gonna say a statement it's like you, a ad lib mad lib kind of like that i'm gonna say a statement you have to say the next word, the first word that comes to your mind, but you cannot say the word problem. Okay? I think you already know where this is going. All right, here's the statement. Houston, we have a... Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is a lot harder. Man, the brain does not want to say anything other than, uh, than problem. All right, let's, let's, let's try that I'll again. Try that again. All right, ready? Yeah, let's try that again. Houston, we have a... Ooh, uh, 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 pipe. Ah! Uh- <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. And then finally, I'll ask you one more time. Mess with Texas, yes or no? No. No. <laughs> and we have just found out why you don't mess with Texas. <laughs> See, I brought it full circle. That was that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> I know that the, the like quick fire response as opposed to quick fire question is a little bit out of the norm. And all I asked Brian was like Mickey Mouse versus Iron Man. So there you go. Oh, it's tricky when you when you say Houston, we have a your brain cannot fill in the other thing other than problem. Right, right. Yeah. It's ubiquitous. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's just funny how that works out. Well, hey, those are quick fire questions, of course, brought to you by the amazing Country Squire Radio t-shirts available at the countrysquireonline.com. We still got some this is not a podcast uh, shirts, which by the way, if I had done it, I would have said Houston, we have a podcast. <sighs> Which I'm sure is the name of a podcast out there. Oh, I bet it it's is. It's got to be. If it's not, then that should get somebody. Somebody's going to do it. You should patent that. No. See, this Trademark is the thing. Name. When I moved to when I moved to Houston, like you know, back in back home, I was like the podcast guy. Now there's tons of great podcasters back home, um, but I was kind of a known entity from uh-huh. that standpoint. Coming to Houston, you know, like you've got exotic bird breeders here in Houston. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've got uh, like my, my Nintendo switch or the, I'm sorry, my kids Nintendo switch <laughs> broke uh, the other day. And if I was back home in Jackson, I'd be like, well, guess I have to buy an entire new switch. But I'm like, no, you've got technicians here. That can oh yeah. Fix Someone this can fix that. Exactly. So yeah, I go in, I look for like, you know, locally focused Houston podcasts yeah, there's there's tons of them. Oh yeah, and the 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 me equivalent here is already well beyond anything I was doing. <laughs> so I'm like, 
Yeah, what? Let's see, I think I'm done with podcasting. What else is out here? <laughs> Immersive theater. That's what I'm gonna go do. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on Country Squire and uh, uh, Country Squire Radio and filling in. Yeah, for John thanks David. for having me, man. Uh, so before I let you go, though, I know we've already kind of talked a bit about it. Obviously, the the big talk was the shop. But mm-hmm. if people want to order from the shop, get products, learn more about what's going on, events, and of course the grand reopening, which will be occurring. Sometime. Ooh, sometime. <laughs> yeah. So initially our grand opening was scheduled uh, to be, I think we said when we announced it last year at our, our uh, cigar dinner, we said it was going to be in April. That yeah. was last October. And here we are looking October in the face Yeah, and uh, looking like it's going to be mid to the end of October. Okay. Uh, permitting has been the biggest issue, just getting in a new space. Sure. Um, the actual, the air conditioning as well was another huge one because we had to, the building had to get up to standards for us to be able to smoke inside. So I uh, had to fabricate it with a pump out unit, had to get Goodness, some yeah. sort of special air conditioning unit that's on the roof of the building now that looks like a alien spaceship. <laughs> it's it's the strangest thing, but yeah. That's so. what's gonna happen. I told you, man, Houston, we're 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 the gateway to the world. So yeah. the, the aliens are gonna come here, they're yeah. gonna be like, Oh, that someone already came. They and picked the right- Briar Shop first. <laughs> <the Briar's> shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, great. So, all right. So where can people uh, uh, find out what products you'll have, order from you, that sort of thing? Yeah. So uh, best way is uh, on uh, social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, and uh, call, giving us a call in. Our phone number is on, on both of those. So just give us a call and uh, myself or one of my other friendly uh, fellow uh, coworkers will get on with you friendly neighborhood tobacconist friendly neighborhood tobacconist there you go well hey of course you can keep up with the show as well at uh squire radio is the twitter handle also country squire is the place to check out the shop you can find at underscore country squire as well on twitter as well as myself at the real bow york and john david cole at john david cole all that information and more can be found at country squire as well as our social information as well on like the facebook's and as i mentioned the twitter is already uh, we will be promoting out once the grand return of John David comes on. Let me ask you this, Tanner. What, what, when John David returns to the show, what do you think? What, should we play like Return of the Mac? I know I called the our Mac <laughs> Baron episode that, but I was thinking about like that. Really, we should play that song when John David comes back. I think that'd be good. I don't know that he's cool enough for that one, though. Like it, it, it needs to be something else. I mean, he's already pretty humble enough, you know, so I think that would yeah, make him... Yeah, he comes across humble, but you don't get that hairstyle and, and be <laughs> as humble as he comes across. You know, like, there's too much product there. Uh, okay, sure. Right. I, I wonder what conditioner he uses. I, I, I'm sure it's quite a few. I'm sure. Yeah. He's, I, he's got a regiment. I should not tell this story, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> so John David, and I used to live in the same. Oh man. I hope he doesn't listen to this, but I know he won't. I know he won't. I know he won't. John David, and I listen, listen to the same neighborhood and buddy, if you are listening, I'm so sorry. We lived in the same neighborhood for quite some time and, uh, he's got a dog that we've mentioned before Penny. Uh-huh. Well, uh, and, and those who have seen John David Cole, you know, he's been called tobacco Jesus because of his long uh, flowing yep. mane. Uh, I was walking or in my car one day driving home in the neighborhood and I see someone I think is John David Cole walking a dog that looks a lot like Penny. And I'm about to roll down my window and say, hey, to my buddy. And as I roll it down, she turns her head. Oh, <laughs> and I just speed off. <laughs> And that's all I'll say about that. (laughs) She did not have the beard. No. No. That would have been funny if she did. She did have the style and the hair and the dog. She might have been a a John David Cole fangirl. 
Could have been. Yeah. John Davis got his own fan. Could have been Mark VV. You never know. <laughs> could I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> anyway. Well, good stuff. Well, hey, Tanner, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, filling those shoes. Yeah, honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, hey, man, let's go have a day. Let's have a day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.